0: hello welcome to queens of the drone age for giant nerds with giant hearts Ah, i'm amanda yo and with me today are my amazing queens Tegan Jones. Hello. Ray Johnston. Hi. Anung
1: Hardyo. The girl with the far lap heart. Oh, that's not good for you. <laughs> you know what? I have a resting heart rate of like about 100. Are you kidding?
2: Yeah. Mine's no, I'm not so kidding. low. I've had medical professionals ask me if I'm dizzy. Oh is my it like, God. are you
1: talking like 50, 60? Yeah, it
2: sits at around 60. I've also got super low blood pressure. Ray is legally dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have super low blood pressure, but a very high heart rate. And if I exercise too hard, I taste blood.
2: Oh, no. Oh, Doesn't no, that really? happen to everyone? No. no. What? No. This is a you
0: thing. This is a
2: yo thing. yo thing. thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Rad and I have had a spectacularly sucky week, but in a good way, oh. which I know she's incredibly excited to tell you about. If you
3: could see <laughs> the look on her face right now. <laughs> so Rad,
0: would you like to tell us about your upcoming marriage to the Dyson V15 Detect Vacuum? <laughs>
2: Oh, no. No. This is uh, – we don't
1: need uh, – we do not need these noises. No. I love a good vacuum. I don't don't know. I was about to say, I don't know if you know this.
3: <laughs> we all know, we're acutely
2: aware. Everyone is, including the listeners who have not known you that long. Or just tuned in for the first time to hear you make this noise about <laughs> Yeah, Carson. please don't leave. Uh. <laughs> so I'm not 100% sure why, but vacuums
1: are one of my most favourite pieces of technology. Well, don't you vacuum like every day? Yeah. Do you not? No, no, really, really. But there's stuff on the floor. We
0: have things to do.
1: Yeah, like if vacuuming is pleasurable, even more so (laughs) with the Dyson. Yeah, that may
0: be true, but I also want to lie down sometimes.
1: I actually have a little callus on my thumb there from vacuuming. That means you vacuum too much. This
3: is not normal. This is not a Dyson thing. This is just general vacuuming.
1: Look, the love did start with Dyson because prior to that, I had only experienced your classic on the floor roll around cord gets pulled from the wall as you go try to get somewhere vacuums. Hate those. Yeah. They are not fun. And, you know, full credit to the boys. <laughs> Dyson did change the game with their cordless suckers. Yeah, 100%. And when I tried a V6 for the first time, it was pure love. Sure. And I have been on that journey ever since. So prior to the V15, I had a V10 and That's I love it. a good it. one. I've got it too. Yeah, and I love it, but I have some problems with it and I feel like the V15 has just swept in with its angel arms to take <laughs> me away from those problems. you fall in love all over again. Yeah. What problems has it solved? so one of the biggest for me was that the V10 is too loud mm. especially on max and I actually damaged the hearing
3: in my right ear are you
2: kidding yeah. by vacuuming too yeah. much yeah yeah' um, Brad, this is actually a problem
3: I will say that I think some of the dysons since then were also not as loud which I also yes. have in my house <laughs> yes I believe
1: the V11 was yeah. also quieter and I don't have the V11 so that's just like I've, I've got two of them but you know that's fine
3: why because there Can was, I was come two sleep versions at your house <laughs> <laughs> it was because they brought out the v11 and then about a year later had the um outsized one like the bigger one wow yeah And do you use them both? Yeah, when Alex and I at the same time, (laughs) if we're like going over the house, so we have one in each room. I love vacuuming so
1: much. I have asked my partner if she will allow me to buy a second robot vacuum so I can set them (laughs) off at different times. But then I also still vacuum myself. You know, siblings are important so they can socialize. Exactly, exactly. You don't want them to get weird. (laughs) But the V15 is noticeably quieter. And I think that's down to the fact that it automatically changes the suction. So it's not always on... um, like more blast than you need yeah Um. and also the housing on the end just dampens the noise better yeah but particularly for the car which is where I damaged my hearing like I can hear that my right side isn't quite as good anymore oh wow. Um, compared to my that's left. upsetting yeah. yeah it does suck Um. and it makes me sad but now that I vacuum with- the <laughs> ones we love hurt <laughs> us the most they really do <laughs> but now I vacuum with earplugs in yeah great so oh. But the car was like what really got me because you need that maximum suck power for the car. So I was using it on max, but now with the V15, it does it on auto and you can put it to boost if you want. But I do find that the auto like gets the job done.
3: I'm still laughing, not over your hearing damage, but just the idea of you using earplugs in the same way that concert goers who have just like damaged their hearing from like going to metal gigs for like 10 years have done
1: no dude i think everybody should have a pair of earplugs on their keys and use them like all the time like i use them if i go to a noisy bar or if i go to the cinema because sometimes the cinema is too loud why really yeah right you mean like
0: the the movie itself is too loud yes
1: hmm yeah if it's over like 80 to 90 decibels, then you don't want to be in that loud
2: noise environment for more than like 30 minutes. True. I'm starting to think that you might have some type of super hearing. No, I, I don't. You, Not anymore. Hear things <laughs> <laughs> you hear things that I absolutely cannot, and it might be my terrible hearing, but also things that are perfectly normal for the rest of us are just way too loud for you.
1: No, I don't think I have super hearing. I think I think I just care about my hearing a lot because yeah. I have a background as a musician, and so like it's you know, you're obviously aware important of it. And I think yeah, yeah, I think I'm just more aware out of practice, not necessarily
3: like physicality. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah,
0: I solve this problem by just never going anywhere and
3: sitting in my quiet home alone. Which is why you never have to have anything wireless. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But you can vacuum in your home and that still got me, so I don't know.
0: Yes, but I'm using the V15. So oh,
2: yeah. you're also using the V15. That's right. Yeah. What do you think of it?
0: I've really enjoyed the laser. So the V15 has a laser mounted onto its head that will shine on the floor and show you all of the dirt. For certain that's surfaces. That's horrifying.
2: Certain
3: yes. surfaces. surfaces hard this hard is terrible. This is terrible. No, it's great. It's
1: Cyclops. You don't like the X-Men? No one likes good cy- Cyclops. Good guy Cyclops. was wants- by James Marston. I love James Marston. <laughs> yes, but yeah. do you like Cyclops? No.
2: He's okay. yeah, a bit right. of a bitch boy. <laughs> no one wants Cyclops to take his glasses off. That's no, true. Nothing, true, nothing yeah. good happens there. How could anything good come of a laser showing you all the dust and dirt on we your asked. floor? We asked about this. Because <laughs> then you can see where you've been. You can see
0: where needs vacuuming. You can feel like you're actually making a difference because one of the problems I've always had with vacuuming, I look at the floor and I'm like, oh, that looks pretty clean. What am I doing? Why am I vacuuming? Now
3: you can see the filth.
1: You can see where you've been. It's just like a journal.
3: (laughs) No. (laughs) Vacuuming is basically journaling. It is.
2: (laughs) This is just basically a way for the vacuum to tell me that the job I'm doing is never going to be good enough because can the vacuum actually pick up every speck Ray. of dust and dirt? Ray, we can
3: actually make that way worse for you with another feature. No. Yeah, the V15 has an LCD
1: on the back that has a counter of all the particles that you've picked up, no. divided into four categories depending on size. Now, this is very, very fun. However, the smallest size, which is the particle size of allergens and pollen, if you're vacuuming on carpet – that never stops going up. It oh, will also never- on hot surfaces. Oh, really? It just never stops going up. I haven't tried it on hard surfaces because my place is mostly carpet. I sat there for like 10 minutes, just vacuuming the one spot and it just kept
3: going on. You can never hit inbox zero on your carpet.
2: How do you win then? Why are they giving (laughs) you numbers and gamifying (laughs) vacuuming if you can't win? Well, the good
1: thing is it's actually kind of hard to see when you're using the vacuum, so I never look at it. Oh, I hate this.
0: I wonder also if that's because we're relatively short. Would someone taller be able to see it better at the angle?
1: (laughs) So so explain this to me, what happened? What? Oh, so the LCD is, like, on the back of the main vacuum body, but the angle of it when you're vacuuming means that it's not very easy to see.
3: Oh, I never noticed that with my, like, brief play around with it. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: like, I would try to vacuum. And also because you're doing, like, a back and forth motion, Mm. I kind of, like, would try to watch it but found that it was... Just a little too hard to, like, keep a big eye on. Yeah, okay.
2: This is one of those features that sounds really fun and then in practice just ruins my life, I must admit. Why
1: are there still more? Why (laughs) is the number going up? (laughs) I found the laser actually really, really good because you feel more satisfied that you have done a good job. Amanda will have to speak to this more because she lives in a house that has primarily hard floors and I live in one that primarily has carpet. Which it does not work on. Which it does not work. It half works in that you can kind of see some stuff, but it doesn't
3: work in the intended fashion. And Dyson literally said to us it's not designed for carpet. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's probably a better way of putting it. It's not designed for carpet, but it technically vaguely works on carpet. Um, But... You know, on a hard floor is where that baby truly shines. <laughs> Vacuuming my kitchen in the dark with nothing but the laser and the dirt. Oh,
3: you love to vacuum <sighs> in the dark, don't you? I really do. Stop it. Yeah,
1: I love to vacuum. Turn
0: off all the lights, just suck. Uh-huh.
3: No. It's good. Yeah, that uh, mood laser lighting. Yeah. Yeah. No. I-, I can green.
0: see the difference. That for me is the big really? thing. Yeah, yeah. I can see all this dirt on the floor. I vacuum. I pull it back. Oh, it's clear.
3: So could you actually notice a difference between when you just vacuumed it normally and it seemed clean and then you vacuumed it with the laser and you're like, oh, now it is clean?
0: I think the main difference is I can see if I missed a spot. So it's more reassuring that I've actually done a good job. It's like a pat on the back. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Can't you just see that you've done a good job, though? No. 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 You think you can.
0: But you look at the floor and you're like, oh,
1: that's clean. Like, but...
0: You, you have enough. no idea. No. You don't
1: know. That's good Yeah, enough. but if you don't pick up everything, then say you're walking around the house with your socks and then you get into bed with your filthy socks and you make your bed dirty. Just don't wear your house socks in bed. Yeah, but you also have skin. What, you're just going to not wear your skin to bed? What? Take
3: off your skin socks before bed.
1: No. What What <laughs> if you walk around barefoot? Why you... is it always skin with you? people? <laughs> <laughs>
0: But the laser head isn't the only cool new head, the V15
3: had.
1: All of its heads are cool, it's like a Hydra. (laughs) Oh,
3: yeah, it's true.
1: Uh, So it also has the talk like carpet cleaner head, which Mm. is your classic spinny boy. And that one now has like a comb on the front, Uh on the inside, which combs hair off the turny bit to help stop it from tangling.
2: Ah. Good for if you
3: have like pets or like long shedding hair like me.
2: I have such long hair.
1: I tested this out by giving Boatmeal a brush and he's like a very long head border collie. So you are going to say
3: that you vacuumed him.
1: <laughs> that reminds me of another story I'm going to tell after this one. Um, but I brushed him and then like took the big clump of long dog hair out of the brush, chucked it on the floor and just vacuumed it up. You could see it go around the brush in a fashion that normally it would just get stuck there, mm. but it just combed away and then just oh, got all
3: sucked up. It was wow. so good. It That's was hot. very good. Yeah. yeah.
1: But speaking of vacuuming people.
3: <laughs> I meant your dog, but okay, yeah. people,
1: sure. Bo- boat meals. people. This brings us to the hair screw tool. What? Which Pardon? is the new mini motorized tool, but instead of having the normal brush, it's replaced it with like a screw cone. Does that make sense? Use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Screw cone suck hair. Yeah, great. <laughs> I've got it. No, no further explanation. I needed. don't get it. <laughs> so um, the brush bit is now a cone where the fat end is attached to like the spinny side and the skinny end isn't attached to the side. Okay. What does it do? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so like your classic mini motorized tool, that's like your small vacuum head that you would use for like couches or in the car. Oh, it's yeah, got the I get spinning you. head in the it. I have the little boy. Yeah, the little boy. Little mate. So this one, <laughs> the idea behind it is that it won't ever, theoretically, ever get tangled with hair mm. because the cone shape of it Causes the hair when it gets sucked in to travel from the wide end to the skinny oh. end, but then because the skinny end isn't attached to the side and it's got an offset intake at that side, it just like floats off the end of the screw and goes into the vacuum. I Sounds get like it. It, It's
3: like it's combined its air wrap yes. <laughs> yes. with the vacuum. That's what it's done. That's actually. Probably totally it. Yeah, it's the same technology.
2: Well that's you know, Dyson's R and D is huge. The amount of money that they spend on research and development and you know, they're not just working on vacuums. They are working on those hair tools as well. The
3: air wrap's incredible. If anyone hasn't used it, I mean it has a bunch of different brushes, but uh, the one that seems like magic is it basically sucks portions of your hair around it to curl it and it's super cool. That sounds so similar.
1: Well, this is part of what i love about Dyson I love tech that has had the heck designed out of yeah it. and that's what Dyson do and that's why their products just are standout however it is apparently not recommended that you vacuum a human with the hair screw tool Otherwise, apparently, their hair may get caught in it and it won't stop sucking and it'll just suck it right off their scalp. As I was told at the Dyson event as I vacuumed Amanda. What?
3: Yeah. <laughs> no! We've been waiting weeks to tell Ray this just for that face. You vacuumed your sister's head? Not her no, head, no, not her head, not her head, not her
2: head. Nowhere near her head. No, anymore.
1: I was vacuuming like her, her body. Or, like her body, just her body, just
2: her body. No. Just her
3: body. We vacuum normal things.
1: Yeah, I've just- still
2: got
3: my hair.
1: But they were very concerned.
3: Yeah, they yeah. like
1: ran over very quickly, and they're like, "Please don't do
3: that," because Amanda also has very lovely long hair. It was nowhere near anything. I promise, there was no danger, and they but they were very good at being yes. vigilant. Which yes, was absolutely. Fair. Yeah.
1: Wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just got to vacuum everything. I vacuumed my pants. Mm. <laughs>
3: what else did you vacuum, Brad? <sighs> I don't <laughs> think that's
1: it. <laughs> you know, the first thing I vacuumed with the hair screw tool was my mattress. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. I. Do you guys vacuum your mattress? Yeah. Yeah, good. I've heard that it's actually kind of uncommon.
3: Really? Oh, it definitely is. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. People don't touch their mattresses very much, I don't think, unless they know how filthy they are, which now we do talking to Dyson.
1: Well, as was, you know, astutely pointed out, By Dyson at this event as well, you know we're just always shedding skin cells and they're all just collecting in the bed. Yeah, and then bugs eat
2: them. Yeah, and there's bacteria. See, I'm less
1: concerned about that. It's more just the satisfaction of seeing the barrel filled up of like (laughs) little dusties. Yeah,
2: I feel that. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I'm covered in bugs anyway. Like, what you gonna do?
2: Vacuum you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Stop Mm. making those noises. (laughs) Vacuum me
0: one other thing about the v15 though is it is a little bit
1: heavy
3: oh yeah it is Yes, it is
1: heavier than the 10 yes
3: and it's heavier than the regular 11 but it felt about the same to me as the outsize because that was super heavy
0: like if you're going to vacuum as much as you're going to want to vacuum with the laser
1: it does take a little bit of a toll
3: especially when it's top heavy As well, so it can make it a little bit weird.
1: Yeah, I think that's the main thing. The fact that it is top-heavy, it doesn't feel balanced in a way that like, the weight is taken off Mm. you.
3: So one thing that I respect about Dyson is that, like you said, they've made vacuuming really fun, but it is at a price. They have never been cheap, and they are still not cheap.
1: Yeah, look, the V15 Detect Total Clean, which is like the base model, is... 1399
3: yeah that's the base model
1: and the absolute extra which comes with a dock and like better HEPA filtration is 1449
3: <gasps> yeah but it's a vacuum yeah and yeah. but what's incredible about this is that they've created such an aspirational product that it doesn't necessarily turn people off in that oh well like F that off, kind of thing. It just becomes a, oh, I really love to to afford that. that Or I'll wait till it's on sale. I'll treat myself to a vacuum. People do, though. (laughs) But people do,
1: though. I do not. (laughs) Look, I did buy my V10 Absolute Plus on sale for, I think, about $800, which is a lot of money to drop for a vacuum. And yes, this is approaching kind of closer to double the price, Mm. but the improvements that they've made really are significant um you know i went from a v6 to a v10 to a v15 and i would say with each of those jumps it felt worthwhile not having used them a lot myself the like v8 and the v11 didn't necessarily feel like worthwhile upgrades but especially if you're going from like
3: another vacuum or a
1: v6 and Mm -hmm. you're going to this it's like oh It does make a huge
3: difference. I agree. Um, One thing I'd like to see that they will absolutely never do that we were talking about is that because all of the heads are interchangeable, that it'd be cool if you could just buy those new heads for your older model. Absolutely. This is actually kind of a big thing for me because I'm like, I know
1: they make them really durable, but what if I break one of the heads and I want to buy another one? Or in my case, I want to have a hair screw tool dedicated for the mattress and then I want to have one for general use, but I can't buy a separate one. Yeah. So... I don't really like that how they've currently laid it out sort of locks you out of those options unless you buy the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem, though. If they sold the head separately, no one would buy the whole kit and caboodle. Well, fewer people would. Yeah, but I think that that's actually kind of nice and kind of services the customers in that it goes, okay, well, you are already obviously got one of the bodies. You're already using our products and a fan of our products. You don't have... $1,400 to spend on a new vacuum. Most people don't. Yeah. But you might love the product and have... 250 dollars to spend on Mm -hmm. the head that you really want you're gonna do that and i yeah to me it's a bit of a shame that that's not really an
2: option well there's only one solution to this and that is a black market dyson head trading scheme (laughs) but you would never want to trade yours away i don't understand no well (laughs) if there are any that you don't use they'd be able to sell it to you rad looks very confused and disgusted
3: at this notion why would you not use them they all have a purpose
2: They might not have a purpose for them.
0: Maybe they're bald and they don't need the hair (laughs) hairspray. For much of human history, people who wanted to disassociate from reality were forced to employ archaic strategies such as reading books, listening to music, or staring vacantly at a wall for as long as socially acceptable. (laughs) Television and computer games have since given us more immediately gratifying ways to comfort our screaming, writhing brains, but now (laughs) there is a new coping method on the scene. Virtual reality. Yay! Yay! The closest we can currently get to actually being inside a video game, VR allows you to strap on a headset and spend a short time exploring an often fantastical computer-generated world. Oh, strap on in, boys. (laughs) Though home VR didn't completely take off after 2016's huge headset rush, the technology has still been steadily trucking along and improving, getting closer to the day when we can all just climb into bags full of gel and permanently immerse ourselves in our own matrix of blissful ignorance. You have a problem. I know. Put the babies back in their bags. (laughs) Stop it. But while we wait for that blessed day, VR is already being used for everything from education to entertainment. This week, the Queens went on an excursion to free-roaming VR venue Zero Latency, where we tried out brand new game Far Cry VR Dive into Insanity, which was developed in collaboration with Ubisoft. So Queens, how did you all find it? It was pretty fun. You're saying that because you won. (laughs) Yeah. By a long shot. By a lot.
3: Winning is fun. I made it on the leaderboard. You did. Like number five. And as a whole team, we were number one on the leaderboard for that entire place. Thanks to me. The Queens won. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was up there. Not quite as high. What was your score? Twenty seven thousand. I think. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Forty one thousand. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we'll, we'll put watch. it in the show notes.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give everyone some context. So this experience basically puts you in a Far Cry three. three? I think three. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. The one uh, with vas Yes. Yeah. Uh, little experience, and the idea behind it is you have been taken to an island where they're going to hunt you. Essentially, and so you need to shoot the pirates yeah. to stop them from hunting you. Yeah,
2: you're on a party island, and they tell you that this is an even better party island. Yeah, where you're gonna party even harder. See, yeah. the game
1: master just tells you that at the front, but I didn't feel that in my no, experience. I think that was the headset, and so. I mean,
3: there's. I think it's very subjective of what a better party island could be. Maybe it's staying up until 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, are the party home?
0: islands never have like tea and cake? Maybe oh. it's better tea and better
1: cakes it's because it's not generally what people go to like international waters to party
3: for, <laughs> you. know what I mean? Like,
1: if you want to do that, just do it at home. Don't – you spare yourself the effort. And there were literal magic mushrooms in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have some, like, kind of trippy moments and things like that. Um, but this one, unlike some of the other zero latency experiences that we've done before – Not me. This is my first and This is only. your first. Yeah. yeah the, the other queens have done some mm. other ones. This one was much more like a traditional video game. Yeah. Um, it had a little cutscene in the beginning. It – tried to set up a little bit more of a story and have, uh, while they were still quite like small little crumbs, but like story crumbs throughout it. Yeah,
2: It was visually really, really good. It looked great as well.
1: Yeah, compared to the other
0: games we played, which were Singularity and Undead Arena, the visuals on this were by far the best.
1: I really feel like they were tapping into what people expect from video games now, whereas the others were more purpose-built for the zero latency Mm. setup and therefore were a little bit more pared back visually but, like, in my opinion, also had stronger gameplay mechanics. Yeah, I
3: totally agree. You probably have to be visually more competitive now when you can get such good VR experiences just in your own house. Well,
1: okay, but this is the thing – Even though the graphics in the Far Cry 1 were like far superior, the gameplay of, especially for me, the zombie shooter Undead Arena were better. Okay. I felt like with this one, I was actually playing the game. Maybe like half to two thirds of the time. The other time you're kind of walking through stuff and there's story set up or, you know, there's someone talking to you. Whereas in Undead Arena, it's just like run and gun the whole
3: time. Which is what you want more of. Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. For me, I much preferred Singularity's gameplay. For Far Cry VR, they kept you together a lot of the time. So we were all just kind of bunched up and moving along in one line yeah you were in the
1: doorway and i was like trying to tell you to move but you (laughs) couldn't
3: hear me and i was like get out of the way yeah there were audio issues and for context it will come up like with a warning if you're too close to people which is fine but it does make you very aware that you're near people especially in that game because we're so close all the time yeah
0: yeah in singularity it wasn't so much an issue because there was room for us to or someone go off and cover this door someone go off there And we could talk and communicate and coordinate. Whereas this one, it just kept you all in one clump and the proximity alarm for me was pretty much going off all the time.
2: Yeah, which is really unusual and obviously something that's come from the Ubisoft side of things because the zero latency arena itself is this big, huge warehouse and yeah. you've got so much floor space to play with and yeah, in the Undead Zombies one, you could really split up in the level design oh, and fun. you could go to one side and be communicating with someone else on Different the other levels. side. You know, oh, I'll take the ones coming mm. out of this exit you take the ones coming out of this one whereas the Far Cry game felt a lot more restrictive and it felt like it really didn't play to the strengths of the setting of the zero latency. VR as a medium. Yeah exactly.
3: The only time that I felt like we moved a bit was when you're going uh like really high up in the air in like the magic mushroom bit where it felt like you're like on a plank that could like fall out at any time. We walked around a little bit then and that was cool but it was like I don't know a couple of minutes. But
1: also it was was. just walking around to walk around, like, yeah, I want sure. shoot something. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't – I think those sections weren't comparable
0: to similar sections in Singularity where there was a big, long bridge. Over. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: Oh, this yeah. got raised. Oh,
2: gosh. So what happened? I missed this. I'm not great with height.
3: Same. And then I took up rock climbing because I'm an idiot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I had a really strong reaction the first time I played Zero Latency in the Singularity game because there was that big, long walkway – that it looked like we were hundreds of meters off the ground. Oh no, thank you! And all of a sudden, my fear of heights just kicked in, and I completely froze. And I tried to work through it, and I was getting really frustrated with myself. And I thought that I was letting everyone down. Oh, and yeah, I, we all had to wait. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! Exactly. It was fine. You were absolutely it so fine. fine. It's like I could <laughs> see everyone in game waiting for me across the other side of the warehouse on this platform, and I just could not physically make it across this oh walkway. Gosh. She had to take off her goggles to walk across. Oh, yeah, no. I had to take and off it's, my mask. It's
1: very funny because you take it off and you're like, yep, I'm just standing in the warehouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's very, very real when you're in it. I'm in the middle of mascot. Yeah. It really is,
2: yeah. But this time, I think playing the Far Cry VR, you know, there were some of those elements of heights, but not as bad. But I also feel like I handled it. You did. You're fine. You just walked. Yeah, you yeah. Just I
1: walked. just
2: walked, and I learned like just not to look down and to just yeah. stay straight ahead. And I found that really interesting because. Look, I'm not saying that two sessions of zero latency is an equivalent in any way, but VR has been used for exposure therapy for phobias, mm. as well as for a bunch of other things like psychosis and anxiety and even eating disorders. Yeah, And it's been proven to be super effective. So going back to the heights thing for a minute, it was actually Kiwi researchers at the University of Auckland. They did a meta study, which is my favorite kind of study, where they look at all past studies oh, and bring all yeah. the results together and go, what? do we really actually know? Like a mecca study. Yeah Yeah. it is like a mecca study. So they looked at a whole bunch of previous studies that were looking at different treatments for acrophobia which is the formal term for a fear of height and they found that the desensitization you know through real world exposure and virtual reality exposure are probably the most effective treatments and the growing trend is to prefer virtual reality over real-world exposure because it's really easy to do it in a clinical setting. Sure.
1: And they also have a lot of control and can change a lot of factors very easily. Like, how are you going to go find a bunch of different tall buildings and go drive to them and go (laughs) off? But if you do VR, you can just do it all in the same location. Just drag the patient to the rooftop. Look down.
0: Look! Is that working? (laughs) Do you like that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel better than yesterday? (laughs) It's awful.
1: But if you haven't tried it, VR is surprisingly immersive.
3: Oh yeah, it's come a long way in like the 70 years that it's been around. Excuse 70? Me? Yeah. Oh, do you want some, some funny history facts? Are we VR? VR? Are we including those
1: like, um, yes, binoculars <laughs> that you put up to your eyes that have the slides in it and you press the button it goes to a new no, slide? No, no, that's not, not VR. Different.
3: They're different. So one of the first considered VR systems came from 1956 and it was called the Sensorama.
2: Sensorama Sensorama Fun oh. name so, But it was
3: more like You're sitting at a desk And kind of like Looking into something Really it doesn't look That different to A lot of pods In just normal offices <laughs> Oh <can> no. <laughs> That's dark <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, That was really cool But the one that I That I love That I got really excited about Because it has The best name ever 1968 was when There was the first Like close enough To being a VR headset And it was called The Sword of Damocles <laughs> Excuse me Sword, Sword of
2: Damocles Is there?
3: Did it just show you a sword, like that's all it had going. It was (laughs) not that advanced. (laughs) Check it out. Here's a photo of it. It's like mounted from the roof and kind of comes down over the eyes and they look kind of like old school binoculars a little bit.
1: Yeah, it looks a little bit like when you get your eyes checked. Yeah,
3: actually, it really, really does.
1: So it's a stereoscopic display showing an output from a computer program which updated itself according to the movements of the user. Yeah, that's a VR headset. That's a VR headset. That's a VR headset. Yeah. But uh, how did they deal with the flash? eye screening you
3: know <laughs> yeah, it's a big problem in vr yeah sure i'm going to ignore <laughs> that uh- obviously it was decades until it was you know used more uh commercially but like Ray said it's used in a lot of medical settings and it then really really took off like really only 10 years ago. Yeah,
2: actually in the 90s there was a massive surge of VR for real estate. Oh yeah. And architecture. They were it was just touted as this big thing of the future where people wouldn't even need to can physically walk see a space. Exactly. You can walk through the space and and feel it. I've actually got an old newspaper from 1993 with a tech column in it talking about the future of virtual reality used within real estate and the building industry. Yeah, and then it just disappeared. You can pretend you're a homeowner. Yeah. Oh, Oh, oh,
3: we all need one. Oh, no, oh, Oh, no. I'll I'll go on to a more wholesome thing that in 1994 Sega had VR motion simulators in its Sega World (gasps) arcades. Sega World Arcade was the best! Yes it was and there are rumours that Sega World is coming back Excuse me? Literally this week a YouTuber did a deep dive on some like found documents that there might be another maybe not called Sega World but that Sega might be doing another theme park S type thing in Australia No
2: Mm -hmm. way! This is the best news that you've ever shared with me on any Thing ever? What Sega World? Wow! No. So, uh,
1: is it just like Wonderland?
3: No, no. wait, wait, oh, scale, whoa, back, wow. scale okay. back, scale back,
2: scale no, no, back, No, 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 It's it's, it's
3: not like Wonderland. No, no, no. It's it's. So okay, so down in Darling Harbour, I believe it was like the late nineties. There was like a Sega themed indoor kind of arcade, but elevated. Like had cool games and rides and stuff like that. Time Zone, but better. Yeah, but like more advanced like had cooler stuff in there and it was very distinct and it had this uh kind of <gasps> the cone no, the cone yeah oh had the I, cone. I, i've, oh, I've cone. seen the
1: cone and i recall people saying something about sega
3: related to the cone yeah but it was really only open for a couple of years and then it was repurposed for a little while i believe there was like dance parties put on for the youth at some <laughs> point um but yeah it did not last long but i went once and it was great was sonic there yeah yeah oh wow okay Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just really excited that VI headsets don't make me feel sick anymore. Love that. Uh, The technology has just advanced so much, even with the ones that you just buy at home, that I'm not walking around in Alan Wake and wanting to projectile (laughs) vomit. So I had no problem at zero latency. Yeah, the technology actually worked
1: surprisingly well. Yeah, it was real smooth. Yeah. Yeah. And I would even say that it was improved over the last time that we did it. Definitely. Fewer problems with things like it registering your height Mm. and the movement of um, your weapons and things like that so it is still quite pricey to do at this stage it's still a treat but it's definitely something that i really hope there's more of and i want that zombie shooter game in my house
3: well it's a treat either way whether you want to go to zero latency or if you want to just buy a headset for your house both are like not cheap options yeah true
0: and that's it for episode 22 of queens of the drone age thank you all for joining us and thank you queens for hanging out anytime thank you vacuum thank you thanks also to Shaw and jans australia for providing the microphones and headphones we're using to record you can find links to more information on the things we've discussed in our show notes at queensofthedroneage.com queens of the drone age is produced by the queens of the drone age rad sound good ray organise good tegan website good and me write good <laughs> teya godson art good remember to subscribe so you can join us on our next adventures and toss five stars to your queens O
2: valley of plenty five star good (laughs) thanks for chilling with us and we'll see you in the future can you track vacuuming as an exercise I'd call it an indoor walk on my Apple Watch. Would you? you? I mean, you're taking a walk
1: around the house, aren't you? I actually wanted to
0: find out if you could use an activity tracker to log crying.
1: What?
2: Wow, Amanda. (laughs) Are
1: you all right? (laughs) I mean, if you really turn crying into a sport, then yeah. If you do it often enough. Can we compete?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Are you
0: okay, though? Ah, It's debatable, isn't it?